Okay, Jeff. Um, I've gone through a lot of my content over here, so you may have to carry this one. Well, I've got know. a few things and a couple of other kind of off-topic things. Uh, have a good trip to California. I might, I'm might. i not going to talk a lot about that, but I'll okay. mention just a couple well, cool. of things briefly on that. So um, why don't you go ahead and, and uh, kick All it right. off here. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Fields Brothers Show. We would like to welcome everyone to the Fields Brothers Show podcast. My name is Jeff Fields. I am here with my brother, Roger. We are coming to you from a uh, cold morning in central Kentucky. Hopefully uh, spring is not too far away way but we enjoy getting together talking about the grace of god the love of god um the impact of jesus christ the cross and res- resurrection and um we just enjoy getting together and talking and um yucking it up a little bit and heard one time a few months ago roger someone referred to it as our stick so evidently the way we kind of banner back and forth that's our stick that's our stick it's, I think I, I know realize what that means. we're like this all the time anyway. It's like we don't need to do something different for the show here. We just, that is very true. That is very true. It's for not sure. like we have to go. Okay, Jeff, let's change our personalities for the podcast. Right. Oh, here. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. And our wives would uh, our wives would verify that we're, for sure. We're we're irritated all the time, not just during the podcast. Um, I'm just briefly talking about my trip to California, and then uh, I want to mention a new sponsor that we have that oh, I'm going to bring up. So. Um, had a uh, had a good trip to California for an event. Uh, so one of our probably mentioned before, one of our sons is getting married in June, but that wedding is going to be here in Kentucky. But related to that, his wife's parents are in uh, Fountain Valley, California, Southern California, a little south of Anaheim. So went out there. So had a good good um, good trip out there. Had a good um, good event out there um, on Saturday with met a lot of her family. So that was good. Um, I had the opportunity to have lunch one day with um, Brad Cummings and his wife, and then supper that day with Wayne Jacobson and his wife. And we went with both of them to Israel years ago, so I've got to know them fairly well, and Wayne's been in our home a couple And they're kind of known for? <clears throat> the Shack. They were both collaborators on The Shack. And uh, so it was really good to kind of reconnect uh, with Brad and uh, his wife and Wayne and his wife. And so we enjoy that. They also had a little bit of a weather event the last couple of days. Did yeah. You, were you keeping yeah. up with the weather? Well, the there? rain, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they had a... Uh, they called it the Pineapple Express. I don't know where that name came from, but it was like a river. They refer to it as a river of precipitation. I mean, look at it on the map. It looks like a f- river flowed, and it went right through Southern California. So we, in our trip to see— uh, I just don't know why pe- no, more people don't move to California, Jeff. I mean, you got your mudslides. Now you got your monsoons, and you but, got your earthquakes but and we had fires. A, had, and- a, had a good trip out there. Went to Dana Point. Beautiful place, Dana Point. Um also, well, you mentioned mudslide. I saw since we were out there, I saw that in the news. There was some homes up yeah. on a cliff, and there was a mudslide. There are a couple of homes that are really teetering yeah, on the I mean, edge I mean in that, that area. You know, but um, our new sponsor, <clears throat> and they're going to pay us the same as Chick-fil-A and Cracker Barrel. All right. Um, and the same as um, the uh, Eye Care Center of Memphis. I had to stop and remember that name. It pays us. Uh, new sponsor is Fastel, F-A-S-T-D-L-E. Fastle. Do you know I what that no is? No idea what they okay, do. Do you know what Wordle is? Yeah. yeah Wordle's you know, the, the crossword word, thing. The little, yeah, little, little word, word puzzle, puzzle thing. Yeah, yeah. We'll see our son Troy developed. You may remember this before. You probably just forgot. He, I don't know, a year or two ago, he developed um, a similar game called Fastle. F-A-S-T-D-L-E. So this right. is very uh, self-indulgent, I understand. But um, it's basically um, three Wordles that are timed. So you have five minutes to do three Wordles. And so you either make it or you don't. And you, usually you can. It's not, oh. but it's occasionally it's hard. But he's trying to build this up. I mean, it's not. It's definitely not his day. Right, well, I'm thinking about this. It's, it's kind of cool. But, but the reason I bring this up, we got to talk to him out there. You know, the uh, someone else came up. I forget the other name. After Wordle, someone else came up with another game, kind of a little bit similar, and sold it for like a million dollars or so. Okay. 
And if he can get up to, it's, it doesn't have to be all that many users. I, I forget how many, like a thousand, and that may not be the wrong number, maybe a thousand users on a regular basis. He's pretty sure he can sell it for like a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Well, and that, that moves the needle a little bit. Yeah. So anyway, Fastel. Okay. So I thought, there well, you why go. not? I'll just tell, I'll shamelessly promote yeah. uh, Fastel, right, yeah. F-A-S-T-D-L-E. And so Troy, if you're, if you're listening, games. we want a little cut out of this <laughs> if you sell this thing for so, big uh, bucks. So, so anyway, um, you got anything else well, before I go? Well, I heard a, fr- a funny <laughs> phrase the other day. Some, <laughs> it was a preacher's talk. Actually, a preacher that you, we both know was talking about Jesus in the temple. You know, flipping over the tables. And you know what he called it? A temple tantrum. <laughs> a temper kinda, and temple. Yeah, okay. I thought that was kind of cute. Okay. Yeah, right. I, I All right. Not necessarily life-changing, but, you know. <clears throat> well, let's see. A couple, couple posts that I've seen lately that are really liked. And they're technically they're two different subjects, but I think they do relate. And it also relates to something that I had already thought of. And that is, there's a, there's a phrase in the New Testament that I think is getting quoted way too often. <laughs> well, oh, let's just stop there. Well, okay, that didn't come out there's right. There's a verse that's getting too much attention. Like, yeah, that's the problem, Jeff. Yeah, we're well, just okay, well, giving scripture too much attention. That, that didn't. I, I admit that didn't come out right. <laughs> but, um, but I think you'll understand what, okay. what I mean by there. I mean, almost every week I'm a seeing. I'm seeing some. I'm a seeing. <laughs> I'm a seeing. We're in Kentucky here. Do we mention that we're doing this live from Central Kentucky? Almost every week, what, I Jeff? see someone on Facebook accuse somebody else of preaching another gospel. Oh, yeah. That's the phrase, yeah. another gospel. So, yeah, one time in Galatians 1, Paul's not happy with the Judaizers and what they've done, and he comes in and says they are preaching another gospel. Yeah, that's a that's a, so that now, umbrella that you can use for it. Yeah, but but so Paul now, did very specifically. Can you explain what? He was well, the Judaizers to. are trying to mix law and grace, yeah, it's a and, law and, grace. And, and, and all this. Right. And that's why we wrote our book about kind of yeah. from based on Galatians, breaking the hex life with God after the cross kills religion. And, um, Is that the book you can get on Amazon yeah. for nine ninety something? And that's also the reason I'm going to be trying to do our taxes sometime this weekend, oh, our boy. corporate taxes. Yeah, boy. For this. <laughs> all right. But anyway. Um, and those little tiny numbers, uh, those taxes are funny. You know, is your income above or below 10 million? Well, I can answer that pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where was I? So another gospel. I mean, it's like if someone else has just a slightly different view right. of it's the a, cross and what gospel. happened, oh, you're just preaching another gospel. Yeah. I mean, part of the ramifications of that is what else Paul went on to say in Galatians yeah. one, yeah. where he says, let them be accursed, anathema, yeah. you know, I yeah. mean, oh yeah. Let me tell you something. Paul was vicious when it came to people trying to add works to the gospel. He wasn't as vicious with the Corinthians who were a oh, no, mess no, no, no. morally. You know, he let you know he he had you know, he addressed that, but boy, the Galatian churches that were mixing long grace, I mean, he came down like a hammer. Now, but I don't think that gives us a license to come down like a hammer in the no, same tone. Saying. No, I'm not that. saying, but and I'm so, just saying I mean who of worth us, noting. Who yeah, it is worth noting. Who of us um, you know, understands everything about the gospel and, and the work of the cross and all that. So I just, uh, it just kind of saddens me that, cause, I mean, because when you accuse someone of another gospel, you're kind of underhandedly oh, yeah. saying, you're not even a believer, you're not, you're even not one a Christian, of us. you're not you, one of you us. You are totally cut off yeah. and let you, you know, God's made let you be a curse. Yeah, right. Type you're of you're thing. out of here. Right. And so, but, um, so I, I think that's kind of sad how that's overly used. Now, related to that, um, that, to, that's an example too, where you just throw the context away. You know, you take, I mean, sometimes I think 
you can narrow too fo- too much on the context, but this is one a clear context of another gospel, yeah. according to Paul in the book of Galatians, where you mix your religious obligations in with the grace of God, and you make it a, a you make you make it a sliding scale, yeah. make it a spectrum of your works and God's grace, and that is problem. All right, go ahead. The uh, couple of posts, one of the video I just shared last night. I don't know if you saw it or not, but um, I, I thought this is a, it's a little short, one and a half minute video, and I'm just going to quote. I don't even have the words exactly written down by Bill Johnson um, from Bethel. And I don't I don't understand all about Bethel and all that, so this is not a statement one way or the on Bethel Church and California and all that. But Bill Johnson does have a lot of good stuff to say, and I saw this reel on Facebook quoted. Um, I don't have you seen it yet? Have you seen what I shared last night? I've seen some stuff by him. I don't know what, where know he, what you shared. Where he, ta- he says that um, that um, Whitfield, what was Whitfield? George Whitfield. Yeah. George Whitfield and Charles Wesley were childhood friends. Right. I did see something about that. And you know they were childhood friends. And later in life, uh, I think it was Charles Wesley wrote a letter to George Whitfield. And what had happened is they grew up and they had some theological differences. Yeah, and say, as they yeah. had the theological differences, they grew apart, right. basically. Mm-hmm. And later later in life, Charles wrote a letter to George Whitfield. Charles Wesley wrote a letter to George Whitfield. And, and the key line was that we loved more when we knew less. Oh, yes, I did see that. Isn't that that is profound, yeah. We loved more when we knew less. And Bill Johnson goes on to talk about, and when you and I have seen this too, mm-hmm. that that – he said all through his life of ministry. Now you know he's, he's fairly up in years older than us. Um, you know we've seen people that were you know in life together and ministry together, but as yeah. they developed their different gifts or views, they kind of grew apart. Yeah. And so, and he makes the why I think it's a great point. He says no, we don't, we don't, we don't endorse ignorance. We don't endorse wrong views. But at mm-hmm. the same time, there there does come a place where okay, I'm willing to set aside what I believe to be the truth to not try to divide over it. You know, it doesn't mean I don't believe it anymore, right. but that, that unity meant that much to Jesus right. and what he went through on the cross and to make us one. And that unity within the father and son of the spirit is to be lived out in our lives. It reminded me of the verse I've quoted here many times, knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. But I, I think that is yeah. really profound. We yeah. loved more when we knew less. Yeah, That's totally true. Here's, I think, you know, one of the mistakes <laughs> I made out of many was that, you know, I would learn something that we get excited about and, you know, from Scripture, and then, you know, I would really, you know, look down on and sometimes cut people off who didn't see that particular thing the way I did, and I'd forget. I didn't know it a month ago. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. I had a journey, but I didn't always allow other people to have their own journey, have their own, yeah. you know, it's like I, I understand this now. It's clear to me. Why isn't it clear to you? And if it's not clear to you, then something's wrong with you, and that's that's not healthy. It makes me, you know, the verse speaking the truth in love, which yeah. we all know, you know, brings that to yeah. mind. I think we ought to be able to learn things that we can cherish and value and have had impact on us and give other people the grace to just not see it. Yeah. And that, that our, and, our uh, love and our sense of oneness, because, I mean, because the reality is we are one. Yeah. So it's not that we pretend we're one. Right. I mean, it gets back to what we've talked about before in the quantum stuff and how we're all, you know, connected and all that. You know, we are a yeah. part of the body of Christ. Yeah. Christ is our life. We are one in him in the most real sense of the word, you yeah. know, from an eternal, invisible, the higher yeah. reality sense. We are one. So it's not that we're pretending. Yeah. You know, it's just acknowledging that at our core, we are one. Now, in some of these areas are thinking, 
You know, we have different. Here's here's there. my theory on this. Why why this becomes a problem for a lot of people is because in church um, thinking and denominations, in particular doctrines, we we like to believe that our beliefs, our doctrine, is way better than everybody else's. Find security and in that. We found security, and, and it, it's something that sets us apart, and it gets gives us significance. And if you don't, for a lot of people, if you don't have that, then you don't really feel like what you believe is significant or is ahead of everybody else. And I think a lot of church groups like to feel like, you know, they've got kind of a corner on the truth and we got it figured out and nobody else does. And that's what makes us more important. So this relates to another post uh, that, again, is different topic directly, but but it is related than one of the, one of the thoughts that kind of ties this together after that. And I don't even write, I didn't even write the name of who, I forgot now who it was wrote, and I forgot to write the name. But anyway, talked about, and, and I shared this post as well, but this, the difference between Western Christianity and... Let me, let me and, ask you one more question. Go back yeah, okay, one go more ahead. time. Who was that that made this statement? Was it Wesley or Whitfield? I think it was Wesley. Wesley that said it to Whitfield. Yeah. Okay. So oh, in the it. letter from Charles Wesley to George, but we okay. loved more when we knew less. Okay, all right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I just wanted so one of the challenges there is that let's not love less as we know more. Right. We right. want to know more. Right. We want to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus. But as we grow in what we know. Let's not grow less in what and how we love. Right. Good right. way to say that. This quote um, or post from someone that um, talked about the difference between Western Christianity and, and Eastern. I think there is a difference more than, than I've realized before um, of how rational and scientific the Western mind is. I think it's the Greek versus the Jew type of a thing. But he quote, and I never thought of it this way, but I think this is a great way of saying it. He said, the Bible became a mathematical problem to be solved where every sentence is a number that fits into the final equation of dogmatic certitude. I read yeah. that again. Oh yeah, I, I the get Bible that. became yeah. a mathematical problem to be solved, where every right. sentence is a number that fits into the final equation of dogmatic certitude. Right. You know, I've thought a long time about. You know, I mean, I have less and less of an interest of really debating and slicing and dicing this verse and that verse and and trying to pull this one from over. And I just, I just don't. I'm just not interested in them. Mm-hmm. I used to be halfway decent at that, I think, but uh, I just, it's just like a, cause I realize you know, it just depends on, you can come up with this person over here can come up with their 14 verses that supports our, their view. And I can come up with my 13 that supports their view and we can go back and forth. And well, just, I got a new phrase for you. Okay. You're going to like this one. Okay. Everybody has their skate around verses. Yeah, yeah. We, skate we, around. We just skate. We'll just skate around that one. We don't know. That doesn't really fit me real well. We'll just go oh, skate around sure. that. It's like you're in a roller rink and there's something laying in the floor that, that doesn't jive with your theology. We'll just skate around that. Yeah, you tell me a group of what verses are key to them. Yeah. Then I'll tell you which ones they're skating around. Right, right. I mean, I mean, it's, it's we kind of pick and choose, yeah. and, and there's just no end to that argument. But I never thought about comparing the Bible to a mathematical problem. Yeah, I think that, it's a pretty good way. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. Then he goes on. Um, he says, this is why, and so he talks, and so, I mean, what we're getting at here, what he's getting at, what I think he's right on, that that, that we've gotten away in, in the West in general. Now, I realize that's a blanket statement, so it's not true of every person, but in general, it's true of me uh, through most of my life. You know, we r- boil it all down to a systematic theology and figuring out the equation from a very academic, intellectual standpoint and lost sight of the spiritual, unseen I'm not afraid to use the word mystic on it, that, yeah. that you know, there is a spiritual reality there. So he, he writes this, quote, This is why you see mysticism and real spirituality prevailing in the Eastern tradition of Christianity with a lot more unity, whereas the Western tradition has a lot of programs and self-help lessons with a lot of bickering over dogmatic assertions 
of what the real math of the Bible is. And then this is the last one. I think you'll like this. Verse wars abound. I hadn't heard that phrase. Verse wars. Verse wars. And he says, yeah. if I can get so many random verses and string them together and to cr- and create a larger math equation than yours, then I win. Uh, yeah. Let me read that again. If That's I can the, get so I many random verses and string them together and create a larger math equation than yours, then I win. And I've always been bothered when somebody comes up with whatever doctor view they have, that they have to piecemeal it together from yeah. different screens. Like, really? We, how, did, how did they used to do that before they even had a Bible? I mean, how do we? And then, so that, then they but, back it up with Paul's verse of rightly dividing as if yeah, that's what he meant. Yeah, right. Now, wait what, a minute. Yeah. But here, here's, let me give you this thing. Too. I kind of run on two parallel tracks. I do like seeing how Scripture fits together. Yeah, I'm not And I do kind of yeah. take a little bit of a mathematical approach. Yeah. I like seeing how the yeah. equation. I just realize that my equation can be flawed. Yeah. And I realize that my equation is not the end all of everything. It kind of helps me to understand things, to function. That's kind of the way I'm built. I like to understand stuff, yeah. you know, kind of a left brain way. But I realize that that's not, you know, that's not where it's really at. Either, I think know? for a lot of us, I think I'm, I think we both experienced this. It's kind of like God reveals something to you about who He is or what He's done for you before you really can nail it down in a verse somewhere, or just some sense of God and, yeah. and the love of God, oh, or yeah. something that's not yeah. not that measurable. And then you got okay, wow. Well, you kind of know a person. Then, you then know you, a person. Right, you, well, yeah, you kind of. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Know, well, I'm trying to down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know a person, therefore you can tell when something is off without being able to define it. But the idea, I think God reveals truth to us many times through, well, many times, that's probably not a but I mean, it starts in the spirit, it starts in the heart, and then the mind can can explain it. And kind yeah. of, that's the way, like, yeah, I mentioned the, that book, uh, So You Don't Want to Go to Church Anymore by Wayne Jacobson. And it's true, a lot of teachers, you know, when you hear someone... We've all read books or heard things that we've never quite read that way or heard that way, but we felt like we already knew it. Mm-hmm. We just had never heard it articulated oh, that yeah. way. We've never heard it put into words. Well, that's the, the phrase, you like by that. John Lennox, you have to see what the Bible says before you know what it means. Right. That's a simple thing. Oh, I kind of, you know, I've tried to at least recently take that approach, but I'd never defined it that way or saw it that way. I thought, what a brilliant way of saying mm-hmm. it. You know? But then, so that all this ties together thought of this recently there's a word in the new testament that is so often used but we rarely talk about it i rarely see people talking about it i rarely see posts about it uh, let think, me guess what it is think, hold on i don't think right. we've hardly ever talked about it or very little i mean let's go from another angle i mean if you think of christian life and what christians teach about what are what are the most common we talk a lot about love and rightfully so we read a lot about love read a lot about grace and rightfully so I'm not against love or grace. So what are you thinking? So, but there's there's another pretty key word that, that seems discipleship. Like well, no, 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 no. This is <laughs> <laughs> just thought open up that whole discussion. Right. Oh, go ahead. No, I don't know what is it. Um, peace. Oh well, I've keyed in on peace a little bit. Yeah, I've talked about I, peace. I, I, I have. I think. Well, maybe, but I, I don't hardly remember. It just went over your head. Jeff. You are you are li- you are looking. At, you are jotting but, down notes of what you're going to say next. Maybe so. You listening. But you know, at the beginning of every one of Paul's letters that we know for sure oh, he yeah. wrote, he writes, "Grace and peace to you, your Lord Jesus Christ." And what does peace mean? Well, that's that's where we're going with this. Okay. I mean, I mean, I, I've not done a thorough study on this. So well, I'm my work, understanding, and you can do a thorough study and prove me wrong in the upcoming podcast, but. Peace is is a general well being. 
Yeah, I, I mean, again, it's a I'm, it's a very big, broad word. I think well being is good. It's I think wholeness. I read that yeah. from the sense of wholeness, of well being, restfulness, calm. I don't know that it's the opposite of anxiety, but I mean, I think there. I mean, it, it just mentioned all through you know every one of Paul's you know epistles start grace and peace. We hear all about grace, yeah. but yeah. Now, and we hear about grace teachers. Okay, you and I could both name people that would. A lot of people would consider grace teachers. Mm-hmm. How many peace teachers are out there? You don't even hear the phrase. I've never even thought of that. You know, how many peace teachers? We need are to out start there? a movement, Jeff. Maybe the we're peace the first. Movement, the pe- well, look, <laughs> you had one that's already. Yeah, the pe- that was kind of the '60s, wasn't it? The peace movement. The peace teachers. The peace teachers. teachers. Yeah, peace teachers. yeah, we're just peace teachers. Is, you know, our great, you know, we, we've called this a grace podcast. Yeah. Maybe we need to start calling it a peace yeah. podcast. Well, but before, I mean, but the, so let's talk just a little bit about it as we wrap this All right. up. All right. That. You know, so so what verses come to your mind when you think of peace? What, ver- what Bible verses come to your mind? Since we're coming from a Western, even Western academic intellectual standpoint, and we're not mystics very often. Well, what's the verse um, that Philippians? The peace that uh, goes beyond understanding. What is okay, the phrase? Yeah, I the peace that, that, I, I that, um, about that one. Um, oh, <laughs> caught me off guard, Jeff. He didn't. I didn't have a chance to. And you didn't have the peace you know, that um, so I've just passes understanding. What yeah, the, the uh, that, Philippians so goes, four. Yeah, um, he goes past what you've dissected and analyzed in scripture. And, and the piece of Philippians 4, 7 talks about being anxious for nothing. One of dad's favorite verses, mm-hmm. you know, be anxious for the, in the, uh, one of the paraphrases. Um, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That is an incredible verse. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, if you, if you look at it I think it I brought that one up before Jeff, but you sure? okay. I'm not sure. Okay. No, but I thought I had. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's okay. I mean, if you, if you had the blank in the first of, okay, what is it that what is it that guards your heart and mind through Christ Jesus? If you just ask the average Christian who's pretty knowledgeable about grace. Bible what, verses. What is Lots it that guards Bible your verses. hearts and minds through Christ Jesus? It says here, the peace of God, mm-hmm. which surpasses understanding. Okay, that relates to what I was talking about. Yeah. surpasses understanding. Surpasses it's, your biblical mathematics. It's, it's not a mathematical problem. Right. And so I thought of... Yeah. Um, you know, Ephesians 2, he is our peace. Uh, Jesus in the upper room, um, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives. So that's, mm-hmm. that'd be an interesting discussion. Okay, there's a there's there's a phony, or I don't know phony, but some other type of peace that the world would give. He said, it's not that. I, I guess it's not based on what you see, the visual around, around you. I'm sure there's people listening to our podcast right now that have a lot of stuff going wrong in their lives. Mm-hmm. Not everything is going well. Right. Well, we can have peace. I think the picture of the of the boat in the storm and Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's a picture well, of that. He spoke to the storm, peace, another I storm. I think so. Yeah. I think he one of the he did on that. Or I think one of the well, great. Well, that's a pretty clear analogy Yeah, that peace then is the opposite of what the storm would be. You know, yeah. which, we have yeah. a storm going, we don't want a storm. So yeah. peace in that context would be the absence of a storm. And so the, the peace is just, the peace is Christ is our peace because he is our seat in the trinity he is our place before the father he is it's in him that we have all these spiritual blessings in christ yeah. and we know and so we can rest that all is well regardless of what i see around me we can still have a peace in that or one of the best examples um the announcement of the angels when jesus was born you know glory to god in the highest peace on peace earth. on earth he didn't yeah. even say love mm-hmm. you know which i wouldn't you know that would have been wrong <laughs> as far as i know mm-hmm. I mean, the very first announcement about the birth of Jesus, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth. Um, the other, um, Romans 5, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God. So it's peace with oh, God and with one another. About peace, yeah. When we see our oneness in God, our life is hid with Christ in God. 
and we see our oneness. I think part. I think oneness falls into this. Mm-hmm. Both, and so when we see our oneness with God, we're at peace with Him. When mm-hmm. we see our oneness with one another, we're at peace with one another. And so I just think that's a topic that has really been overlooked and relates to to what uh, Charles wrote to George. You know, when we we loved more when we knew less. And so I mean, I just that's kind of on my mind that. Um, unity is a pretty important thing to the Father, Son, and Spirit. And uh, to us to share in their unity that they demonstrate, and then uh, that we would share in that, share in that peace, and just a calmness, you know, then that, that's noticed. Uh, or the Beatitudes, uh, you know, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Oh, there's a lot of scripture. A lot of, so. Can I throw one last little thing in? Yep. yep. Okay. And we've talked before about, um, the Bible talks about yeast and beware of the yeast of the Pharisees, Mark 8, um, Galatians 5, Jesus, uh, Paul talks about uh, little leaven, which means yeast, leavens the whole lump, and talks about basically circumcision and legalism. So I think in Scripture, most of the time it seems like yeast uh, refers to legalism and a little bit of legalism. So. so guess what we are, Jeff? So I guess what we hope we are. Like to think we are. Like, let me say this way. Here's one thing I would like to think that I am. Okay, okay. you can. All right. I'm a yeast exterminator. <laughs> now, in so, see, in real estate, we we have the termite inspectors come, and if there's termites, they spray for them and they exterminate the little termites at the, uh, underneath right. the house because they won't chew up the house. Well, I like to exterminate the okay. yeast. You go with yeast exterminator. I'll go with peace teacher. Okay. Peace teacher, or yeast exterminator. Yeah, yeast. I don't know. I like the yeast extermination movement. Yeah, I don't know. That might not. Catch I mean, they on. do tie together too, though, because I mean, you think about it this way. You think of someone who is at rest and the, the general world. Let me ask you: the, the general person out in the world, if you suppose the general world, as opposed to what the specific well, world, our, our little circle oh, okay. inside right, of us. Right, you know, I got you. The world at large. You know, okay. the average person right. on the street. Do they quote Christians with people who were totally at peace? No, they do not. They view Christians as an anxious, irritable bunch. They they view Christians (laughs) as people who could fuss over a Super Bowl ad because they didn't like the wording (laughs) of Jesus, or he gets us. Yeah, that's how we're... Oh, one other quick thing. Did I tell you I'm going to the Masters this year? No, really. You're going to see that. You're going to see who gets that green jacket, aren't you? I I, I just couldn't remember if I mentioned that to you before. Oh, boy. I'm sure we'll hear a little something about that when it's over. 